0: I want to read this verse over you guys as you guys take a seat, please. I want to read this passage, and, and I want to talk about this tonight as we get together just for a few minutes. I know we've got activities and things for your kids. We had the little kids sing, which was amazing. I don't know if you guys felt I saw a little Samuel standing over here. That's how I feel up here all the time, so I'm with you, buddy. Um, but as we gather tonight, a lot of times we just get in this this pattern or this habit of doing things around holidays, we celebrate Christmas and sometimes so much of the busyness and the bigness that is Christmas just kind of, it just encompasses us and just takes over and sometimes we forget just to pause and remember that this is about the birth of Christ. Like we will read the stories, we will attend the services, we will, we will do things that remind us and yet in the busyness of all that, sometimes we just forget and so this is that one moment. We can just pause for just a second before we go out. And, and many of us do our family things tonight or travel, or whatever we're doing. And we just take a minute, just take a heartbeat to, to pause and reflect on Jesus. And so I want to read this passage over here. It's in John 1. I think we're going to put up all the verses tonight. It says this, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and life is the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name is John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to bear witness to the light. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. On your way in, you received a candle. We do a, a traditional candlelight service. And we talk about this moment when light entered into the world. And so we, call, we talk about the birth of Jesus, and there's, there's a few things said in here. It calls Jesus the Word of God. It calls Him the light of life. We call Him Jesus and Savior and King, as we just heard. Emmanuel, meaning God with us. And as we gather together we, tonight, we just want to focus in just for one minute On these things, and so just as as a for those of you that are note takers or just think this way, let me just kind of lead off with a main idea, if you will. Rejoicing in Jesus' arrival, one third of the world celebrates the birth of Christ. Roughly 2.3 billion people, the largest faith on earth. This is because Jesus Christ, the Son of God, entered into human history to be our Savior and Lord. This is roughly what one-third of the world's population will be celebrating over this 24 hours. Whether they're in a time zone ahead of us or behind us, they'll be pausing and reflecting on Christmas Eve and Christmas morning about the birth of Jesus. It's the largest faith on the planet. It is billions of people. And they're gathering around this story that sometimes we we just see this kid's story. We get we remember the story about a manger and a little child. And we see the animals, and we remember the story of angels speaking, and shepherds visiting, and kings coming and and bowing down and, and worshiping at the feet of a child in a barn. And maybe just all of this just drifts by us without us really understanding why that matters to us. I want to walk back through that verse. I just want to talk for a minute tonight about that. It says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. And the word was God. If we talk about Jesus as God incarnate or God in the flesh, if we talk about Jesus as God who became human on our behalf, then we have to ask the question, where where was Jesus before he became human? And so John's gospel backs up to that moment before creation, before the earth, before time, before the world, and says in the beginning was the word, meaning Jesus, the word of God. He was with God and he is God And it talks about Jesus being that divine, pre-incarnate, pre-human Jesus. Now, why does that matter? As As we think about Jesus this year, as we think about Jesus in Christmas... We know that Christmas comes before Easter, that that season that we'll walk through in the next four months, we'll go from an infant in a manger, or an infant in a crib, an infant as a little child who will grow up and then go on to Good Friday to be crucified and die, and then raised from the gra- grave on Easter. Obviously, that takes a span of more than 30 years to take place, but in the next few months, we'll see that in the church calendar. And so we forget how this little child is so significant to us. And that's because this child is not just a child. As we heard our kids just read us this story, there is there's an angel that proclaims, there, there are those that come and tell us that God is going to become flesh and is going to join us in human history. He's going to do so on our behalf. And so we just have to ask, okay, why does that have to matter to me? Why is that important to me? So it says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him, nothing was made that is made. And so we know that Jesus, this Jesus that we're going to follow in these short verses in the opening to this gospel, that Jesus is God, that Jesus is creator, that Jesus is just not some moral teacher who made a mark 2,000 years ago on earth, and people still talk about him but rather that his birth was foretold for thousands of years. In fact, Christ, when we celebrate Christmas, the word Christ really means the promises or the fulfillment of the promises of thousands of years. When we hear in Hebrew as Messiah or Greek is Christ, is meaning the promised one, the anointed one, one that for thousands of years God foretold would come. And so this moment comes where God enters into our story, where God himself, the Son of God, Jesus, puts on flesh, and is born. That he enters into our story that it must be important enough that we sitting here tonight in this place, our, our, first, our first celebration in this building, that us sitting here tonight were important enough that Jesus would get up off his throne in heaven, that Jesus, the creator of everything, Jesus, the sinless, divine word of God, would stop And one passage in the Bible says, and stoop down or humble himself and become human, that he would become like us so that we might become like him. One of the famous church fathers, Athanasius, said just that. Jesus became like us so that we could become like him, and that become like him is that we could become close to God, that we could become close to our creator again. Verse 4 says, In him was life, in him in, in Jesus was life, and life was the light of men. So if you've never been to a church before, or if you've never been to a candlelight service before, or if you've never heard this passage, as Jesus goes from being the word of God, which you may not have heard before, to being the light of life, in him was life, and 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 it says, and life was the light of men. And so now there's this, there's this shift to calling Jesus the light of men, or the light of life. I was just thinking about this this morning, and, and to be honest with you, for me, this is a passage I know really well. This is a service I've done years and years and years of. And this is, one of, this is a, an amazing service, amazing time, but if you've done it a few times, again, sometimes you can just miss it. And I was thinking about the candlelight service. and I was thinking, well, what would people understand as they, as they came, as they came here for the first time, or if they'd never heard this before? And I know that we had been, uh, and I didn't do this, but as Joey and Jana and all of them were rehearsing with the kids, there was a plan. Okay, we're going to take the kids from that room, and we're going to walk them in. They're going to come in this way, get up here, and then as Joey said, there was a plan to exit them really fluid, and, and uh, it was going to work out. And you know, on paper, it made a lot of sense, right? And then you add the kids, and it doesn't make so much sense. <laughs> but initially, I'd been told, well, they're going to come around this way, and they're going to do this. And I thought, okay, I'll just stay out of it, right? And just let those that work with the kids, let them figure that out. But one of the things we did is we had lights on, right? That we just had all the lights up. We didn't drop them. We didn't dim them. We know the kids are coming in. We're going to bring everything up so that they can see. And I thought, that's kind of what we do in this candlelight service we pause and we think about we think about the light that Jesus is to humanity that he is the one that guides our way that shows us that leads us that makes us so that we can live this life so as we look at this tonight as we think of that light we think of this we think of those things that we have that guide us that lead us that show us the way and that's Jesus light that entered the world Jesus entered into the human history to be the light that shows us the way and actually leads us to God, the Father, in this dark world. Verse 5 says, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. We understand the metaphor of light and dark. We all live in that world. We all live where when we get in our cars tonight, we will turn on lights and drive away. we get home, we'll turn lights on or lights come on or however all that works. We all understand the metaphor or the understanding between light and dark. But as it relates to the story of Jesus, it's really central to the gospel. You see, the gospel is just the story that tells us of of our relationship to God, that God, our, our creator, who created and designed humanity, created us and loves us. That God made humanity. That he would be in relationship to you and I. And he created us and loved us and gave us a way to live. And anything that is created is created for a purpose or created to do something. Anything that we have, a watch or an iPad, a book, whatever it is, was created and it had a purpose to it. So is humanity. Humanity's purpose is to glorify God, to be worshipers of God. That doesn't just mean that we stand and sing, though that is one way we worship. But being worshipers of God means that our lives are created to glorify God, to to worship God, that our life is spent bringing pleasure to God. We all know that whether you go to church all the time or you never go at all, we all know this, something's wrong in the world. That not everything is as it is supposed to be. That there's, there's wars. I saw one of the songs we were singing about setting the slave free and lifting up oppression. So those things that exist are true, that the world is broken. The Bible just calls that sin, that, that, that intentional doing of things that are against what God has called us to do. In its simplest form, that's all sin is, is that there is a way that God created us to be, and living outside of that is just what the Bible calls sin. It's just missing the mark. And that has caused this world, you and I and everybody before us and everybody that comes after us, have contributed to that brokenness of humanity. But 2,000 years ago, the story shifts. As a dark and broken and in need world, fumbling through life, looking, seeking, yearning for God to fulfill his promises, we got to see Christ enter into human history. That God himself would, in his son, become flesh, enter into this world, fully divine yet fully human, a a mystery to us, would come in and one of the first things that we're told is that Jesus is the light of life. Jesus is the one to light the way, to show us, just as the lights in here show us what we need. Jesus entered into our world to show us. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 6, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. Now, the author of this book is John. This is a different John. If you're familiar with the story, it's John the Baptist. He is an, kind of a, a prophet that came before Jesus. It says, this man sent from God whose name was John, he came as a witness to bear witness about the light that all might believe through him. He was not the light but came to bear witness about the light. So so there's this man, this prophet, this guy that God calls. Now, there had been a season of silence leading up to this where God had not spoken. And then comes this man pointing to Jesus, and he says his job is to point to the light, not to be the light, but to point forward to the light. Much like us, if you're a follower of Jesus, our job is to point to Jesus, not try and be Jesus to other people. That we can't fix people. We can't heal people, That we, we can't fulfill people, but we just point to the one who can. That we just love people and lead them to Jesus, who can meet them where, they're, where they are. Verse 9 says, the true light which gives light to everyone was coming into the world. So if it's so important that God prepared a messenger, if it's so important that Jesus himself came down from heaven became flesh, that entered into our world in human form, what are we to do with this? What is it that we are to take away? Is it that we are supposed to gather together every December 25th and give presents to our family and friends? Is it we were to drink eggnog and do different things and do whatever it is that we've come up with? Or is there something that, that's here for us? Is there, some, is there something here that Jesus would say, no, I, I gave everything to enter into this, that, that I gave everything for this. In fact, God began to speak through people so people would take notice of this. Well, then if that's the case, what's the this? And what are we to do with it? What are we to take away from this? What should we, whether we go to church all the time or it's our first time through the doors, what are we supposed to take away with this? What should Christmas mean to us? The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So this, Jesus is God who became human. Jesus, who eternally existed before time, entered into our world to be with us or to meet with us personally. If we could say one thing that we should take away from from Christmas, from, from what Jesus has done, is that there's a relationship he desires to have. That there is a response that Jesus would have and that it would be a personal response between you and Jesus. Verse 10 says this, He was in the world and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. John's gospel really highlights the divinity of Jesus. Where other gospels highlight the humanity or the servant nature, the promise fulfillment from the Old Testament, New Testament, there's themes throughout each gospel. John's one thing that John wants you to walk away with, and he begins with this and he finishes with this, is this. That Jesus is God become flesh. There is no more important thing that John, the author of this gospel, wants you to understand that this is God. That Jesus is not just some good guy, some good moral teacher, some rabbi that lived 2,000 years ago and somehow split time and history in half. But that Jesus is God become flesh and he did so to be with us. So John repeats that and makes that abundantly clear. He says, he was in the world, and the world was made through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to his own. His own people did not receive him. So he came to the people that had had his promises, his prophecies, those things anticipated. He came to them, and they didn't know him. They didn't receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. The gospel response or the response to the gospel, the, the message that Jesus came to give is to, is to make everybody children of God again, to reconcile a wayward and broken and hurting humanity to a God who loves them deeply. And not to get ahead of the story, but as we know, Jesus will go on to live a life of a, a sinless life, a, a life of teaching and healing and, and doing things that he will then be betrayed. He will, he will be publicly crucified and one of the most Violent death the humans have ever seen: the crucifixion. He will be buried in a tomb for three days and then raised again to life. And we, we look at the, the, the part tonight, Christmas looks at the part where God becomes flesh. And sometimes it is so it is so just cleaned up and put into a package of a child, a baby. But we have to understand this is God become flesh. That's John's theme. Do you know that God entered into your story, your life, your history, your world, because he loves you? That's Christmas. The rest comes later. Yes, there's a crucifixion. Yes, there's a resurrection. Yes, there's teaching. Yes, there's stories. Yes, there's healings. Yes, there's all these things that Jesus does. But if we can't start with the idea that God loves you, then we miss the point. God loved you so much that he humbled himself and became flesh. Became one of us to reconcile us to him. Verse 14 says it this way. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, the only son from the father, full of grace and truth. It's that little line that sums up all of Christmas. It says, and we have seen his glory that's Christmas. Christmas is we have seen him. That we have met him. There were, there were shepherds that would come and meet him. There were wise men. There were, there were rulers and leaders and wise people that had come and, and come had found him. Had seen the signs and read and interpreted and came and found him and gave him gifts and worshipped at him. There were people in the temple as Jesus was just a child, days old, that would say this is The Christ. This is the Lord. We have seen his glory. Jesus said it in his own words in John 8, and we'll put that on the screen. Again, Jesus spoke to him, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Here's what I'm going to tell you in 2018, I love Christmas. I love this season. It's beautiful. We just bought a home. And I, for the first time, really, in a while, like I decorated, put up lights. We've been celebrating this. The church is here. We, we just moved into a church. Like this is, this is the culmination of a lot, really, that has come together. And we couldn't wait to decorate, and whether it be poinsettias or whatever it might be, that we were celebrating this, that we were anticipating you being here tonight. But I'll be really honest with you. Christmas was not always that way for me. In fact, for me, Christmas was the hardest time of year. And those of you that know me know I have a story that runs through drugs and gangs and crime and prison and a whole bunch of things that some other time we can talk about. But I can tell you in the deepest, darkest times of my life, this season was horrible. This season meant family and this meant gathering together with people that I, I didn't fit in with I didn't get along with it. My life was so messed up. That when I was around, normal people just showed. That I felt incredibly and increasingly uncomfortable. And so I'll be really honest with you, and I don't take it for what it's worth. It's not in the notes, but I will tell you this. Almost every year, you could bet I used to get arrested and locked up around November. So consciously later figured out because I was so broken and didn't want to celebrate Christmas. I didn't want to be around, I didn't want this season. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I didn't know that verse at the time. I didn't connect those. What I say is my life was darkness. My life was pain. My life was horrible. So about 20 years ago when Jesus changed everything. Tonight as we celebrate a candlelight service, as we transition to that right now, we're going, to see, we're going to see light spread. We're going to see the simplicity of a candle lighting other candles and light spreading throughout the room. So from me to you, from my story to you, maybe you love this season, maybe your life is great, maybe you're here and you'd rather be any other place. The same is true for you. Jesus is the light of life. Jesus is the thing that can enter into your darkness a struggling marriage, an addiction, a problem, a relationship, a life, a lifestyle, whatever it might be, whatever darkness, whatever struggle internal or external you have, Jesus is the light that lights the room. That Jesus is the one that entered into your story, desires to enter into your story or has entered into your story and wants to change everything. Maybe your story is nothing like mine, and, and I hope it's not. But the Jesus is the same. Brokenness is brokenness. Pain is pain. Suffering is suffering. But celebration is celebration. Joy is joy. Healing is healing no matter what it's from. Will you pray with me? Jesus, for whatever that's worth, for whatever reason I said that, maybe there's somebody that's just struggling tonight. Maybe it's just one person. Maybe it's a lot. For whatever it's worth, I know how hard this season can be, and I know how great this season can be. It has nothing to do with this season, it has to do with where we are in life and where we are with you. And so, Jesus, I just humbly pray that wherever everyone is here and their relationship to you, that tonight you would shine a little brighter to them. That if there's pain, you would bring healing. If there's struggle, you'd bring peace. God, where there is joy, will you magnify it? Where there's celebration and worship and rejoicing, make it greater. But where there's not, Jesus, will you you do what only you can do? Will you be the light that is the light of life? Light that is the light of men? Light that darkness cannot prevail over? Jesus, will you be the same Jesus that you've been to me? and of so many others. It's in your name we pray. Amen.